If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm here with a uh, familiar face and voice on the podcast. I'm here with Rob Crooks, who uh, was way back in 2013 one of the original co-hosts on the show and uh, has been a guest on the podcast many times over the years. And I guess the reason that we're here now is, uh, first of all, I'm always happy to have you on the show. It's always nice to to have you back on here and talk about what you're up to. But you have a brand new record that that just came out Um to me, suddenly, I didn't know it was coming, and suddenly this this album just sort of appeared. So I do have a lot of questions about that, and I think that um, maybe the first thing that we should talk about um, is, am I right in assuming this was kind of a surprise album? Like, I know you obviously have been working on it for a while, but it just kind of was suddenly there, or, or did I miss some announcements? No, I don't know. I didn't. I guess it was a surprise album. I never thought about it like that, but I didn't really, like, I wasn't planning it like that. I think... Um, it was sort of the reason I made the album is because I had a week off work last December, like the last week. Yeah. And I usually, I usually have to work during that time or either that, or I'm just like with, with family all the time. And, uh, because it was COVID and I wasn't seeing as much family and I wasn't doing as much and the week off, I just like, I wouldn't say I wrote the whole album in that week, but I like con- I basically conceived of it that week, you know? Um, and so it was sort of like a surprise album in the sense of it was just a spontaneous creation, whereas like I have other projects that are more like long-term, you know, thought out things that I've planned more, where this was almost, I was almost treating this like a mixtape in that sense. Like I wasn't overthinking it. I was just writing to the beats and recording it and uh i think also with putting it out i kind of have i i think like started to rethink putting music out and like how i think you don't have to make everything so precious you know like you can just put your music out and i think that was i mean that's maybe seem obvious but i think for, for me that was like a hump i got over Okay. Well, it's really interesting you say that about the, the way that you sort of approach this because just as a, like a, a full project, it, it seems incredibly thought out. <laughs> I mean, just like, I mean, subject matter wise and conceptually and the fact that you have kind of like an artist statement that, that came out with the record sort of explaining, I mean, some of what you just said, but also just um, the the themes behind the record and, and the reasons for writing these songs and what inspired them and sort of what you hope will come of putting this music out in the world so maybe that's sort of a good place to go is 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 what is the background here like i mean in addition to obviously just something you did when you had time that there's clearly uh an overarching 
theme and idea, not, not even touching the, the Sonic part of it. I mean, the subject matter-wise, it's very focused. Or it seems very focused. Yeah. It, and I think that's just a, like a, a product of my thinking being very focused. Like I was very, I'm very, I'm focusing on like maybe very few things and they're all in that album like right now, you know, like that, these songs really just came out, you know? Um, and I think I have a line on one of the songs where it's like, what the fuck do you think about all day long? Right. And that's like, that's really what I was like thinking of when I wrote that, how like, I'm kind of like, my mind's always moving <laughs> with all these different things with like COVID and with like, you know, what's going on in Ukraine and like, um, you know, like, like made how people are like choosing to die because they can't find housing yeah, yeah. and like how much, you know, they keep talking about how housing is a right and how they're going to end homelessness, but like, they're not doing anything about it and it's getting worse or, you know, or what they're doing is, is kind of disingenuine and they're really just like giving public money to, to private uh, developers and calling it, you know, calling it a solution. Yeah. So anything, anyways, like just all these things are going on. So I guess that's why it sounds sort of cohesive conceptually, just because like, you know, we had just been through two years of COVID or whatever it had been at that time. And, and these, and these political tensions, even though I wrote this before, like Russia invaded Ukraine, like those tensions had been going on for a while. And obviously the tensions between the U S and, and China and also Canada and China and how, how like stupid Canada's policies is. It's just to like follow the United States. It's really frustrating. Well, it, it seems very timely with, with when you release it because that's all still in the news. I mean, the, all of those topics yeah. are still, we're at the anniversary of the, uh, what's going on in Ukraine. Um, China is in the news daily now, it seems. And it, it just, uh, it's kind of, I guess, kind of sad that this, this, the same issues are still coming up with no apparent solution. And that's why it seems timely, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, going back to the like first question too, that's another reason why I wanted to just get it out because it was, these were sort of like, um, I was talking about like, you know, stuff that's in the news. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's too bad that it's still, um, a thing, but I think it will be for a while. I think it's only going to get worse, you know, Probably, yeah. it's going to I think it's going to get better. Like I do have a hopeful view of things. I'm not like super, like I'm not like a doomer or whatever. Like I think, I think the world is actually trending in a better place. Like I think the world is getting better largely because of like, you look at the achievements of, of countries like China and how they like, you know, eradicated poverty in their country. And like, you look at what Cuba is doing with like, um, medicine especially like right. they're like developing like they have a lung cancer like treatment now and like ovarian cancer treatment now and it's just like plus all the social um, um progress that's going on there with like the fan like the new family code and stuff so i do think things are getting better i don't want people to get the wrong impression i'm just like ah oh, everything's so bad and everything's just going to end in a big fireball that being said i think in capitalist countries like canada I think it's going to get a lot worse before it gets a lot better because like, like I said, it, you know, like the album title, I, I think we're in a declining empire or at least we're in the, in Canada, we're in the shadow of a declining empire, you know, 
or like sort of a semi colony of the of the of the empire. Well, we can't do anything about it just because of our proximity to, and just we're being inundated by their content on every possible platform. That is, yeah, it's hard to be your own thing when that's giant yeah. things are inside you. I think though, like this government seems particularly like cozy with United States, not just this government, I shouldn't say it's, it, like the Canadian state over the past, like couple decades seems like right. it's getting closer to the United States. And, uh, um, I think it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, uh, it's disheartening. It's scary. Like, I think that, you know, we're starting to see one of the things with the whole China thing and the, and the China balloons, right. Is that it's just like, the, the news is just preparing us for them to like militarize the north right like canada has never met the quota for military spending that nato requires of nato members but like we're gonna hit that target like sooner than later i think for the first time you know so we're just gonna see more military spending like shittier conditions for people so i wrote a rap album about it yeah, it's a very bleak, a very bleak subject matter. But what what I what I like about it, and not 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 saying I like the the bleakness of it, because like you said, you do have hope, and I think that comes through at times on the record too. But I like how you're talking about these these obviously much larger issues, like you know, um, socio political issues that are affecting the whole world and affecting the country and the continent, and you know, and then you're also kind of drilling down on stuff that's happening very very hyper local in Winnipeg. And I mean, even in the samples you're using of, of the news clips and stuff, you'll have, you know, something from something that's happening with China. And then there'll be a clip from, you know, from, from a local news station talking about homelessness. And I think that it's a, it makes for a very interesting um, juxtaposition because they're, that this issues are affecting everyone, but it's, mm-hmm. especially as someone who works for in local news as a day job, like that stuff jumped out at me because I've written some of those stories, you know what I mean? And, and it's like yeah. uh, having those local pegs to it kind of, um, I, I don't know. It's it, it stood out for sure because you're talking about big, big, big issues, and those big issues are here too. If that makes sense.
bus shacks People shoot up in the bus shacks Piss and shit in the bus shacks Some people have to live in the bus shacks Now they charge rent in the bus shacks People used to set up tents under bridges So the government put up fences to prevent it And the city police RCMP armed to the teeth like military Beating up people with nowhere to sleep In the middle of freezing February I often bring my friend A little me Literally She can't subsist So rent assists And what they offer her for disability This is reality AGI state that wages Inflation The rising prices of every item Above what I can pay for them Don't look to the mayor They're powerless The city council They're cowards Sending troops with shit kicker boots To evict people With no housing Sadistic shitheads Fascistically protect the status quo City planet types Want them to understand As if that would matter to them The last days of empire Upon us The future is ours But not promised This is war To an acquiring single bond with us Well, I think sometimes people can get caught up in the like abstractness of of these big issues, like when you talk about inflation or you talk about the war in Ukraine, or yeah, um, you know, like if you are housed, even like people like being unhoused may seem like an abstract thing to you. So I think like you have to think of them in concrete terms. And I guess maybe the easiest way to think of them in concrete terms is to think about how it's affecting, you know, the things around you. Which is looking at, you can only do that by looking at it from a hyperlocal lens. Or, you know, it's, it's both, right. It's not either, or you kind of got to keep them both in mind, I guess. Right. Well, and as far as the, uh, I do want to, I think it's difficult to kind of divorce the, the subject matter and what you're talking about from the actual music itself. But on the kind of the sonic side of things, one thing that I found really interesting, I was listening to it with headphones on, and um, this is not a feeling I've got from any of your previous records, and that's not a bad thing about your previous records, but this felt very, um, I felt very anxious listening to it. <laughs> like, and, and I don't know if that's something you did intentionally, but and I mean more so even from a music musical standpoint than from the, the lyrics and the subject matter. Like, the, the beats sounded very, they stressed me out. Like, and... and <laughs> It was a good thing because I'm having an emotional reaction to it. You know what I mean? But it sounded very kind of uh, like almost claustrophobic. But right. I, I don't know if that's something you did intentionally, but it's very different. I feel like the production is different than um, what I've heard from you in the past in the sense that I'm not sure how to explain exactly what it is. But yeah, I felt I felt tense listening to the right. songs. Huh, that's awesome. <laughs> was that i mean did you do anything differently this time around to like when it came to the, well, uh, the production side i guess this is the first time i've like mixed and mastered my own album so i guess that's what it is and this is maybe always what i've been going for right i think like a lot of the times i like i like to produce in stereo because i i do kind of think like i produce for well headphones but yeah I guess for headphones or whatever. Um, but often when you like send it to other people to mix or master, they'll like make a lot of things mono. Cause it, like it's sonically better. I don't know. I don't really know how to mix and master. I just do it by ear. So yeah. I may sound like an idiot to people who know it, who know how to do it. Um, 
but anyways, like that, it always seemed to take out like that stereo dynamic that I always do like in my original mixes. And so maybe that had something to do with it because like I do, you know, that is sort of the, the, what I was going for, you know, especially with like the, the news clips coming in and out and stuff like that. Yeah. It, um, it, it is, was, it's dense. It's like dense audio. Like there's just, there's, it's very full, I guess. Uh, like in both, both ears are full of, of sound. Yeah. You know, I think, um, I used to, people used to tell me that it was too much. <laughs> um, and I think I used to even try to like take some out for that reason. But I guess I'm like, just, I'm just like, this album was just so like, I'm just, it, it, it kind of felt like being in, like a teenager again, in the sense that I was just fucking doing it. I was having fun. I was had beats. I was rapping. I had I had stuff to say, and uh, so I guess like I took that same mentality to like producing it. You know, I was just doing what I wanted to do. wasn't thinking about anything else. And of like my like one of my biggest inspirations too is like Public Enemy, right? Bomb so squad, I, yeah. I, yeah, there's a lot of bomb squad influence and they just had n noises going all the time like there's no there's no like breaks on a public enemy record you know no and that gives uh, you a similar sense of, of anxiety too because it's just it's just yeah. a barrage right mm -hmm. totally yeah i got asked on a podcast once like why my beats are so fast <laughs> like it was a rap podcast right it was like what's with all the fast beats and then like at the time i was kind of just like yeah i don't know i've, I've been hearing that for a long time but then i was like it finally like dawned on me, like, because I listened to like BDP and Public Enemy. That's why my beats are fast, because their beats were fast too, you know? That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. And like you said uh, a minute ago too, like, you're rapping on this record. Not that you haven't rapped on records recently, but you definitely have, uh, on the past few, there's been, there's been a lot more singing. And they're, they're singing on this as well. But I mean, it, you're, it's not exactly like how you were when you were a teenager, but you're rapping aggressively and you're angry and it's, it's, it's fast and it's dense. Uh, like, were you just kind of. Is rap like the better way to get this stuff out? Um, well, I guess rap. Yeah. Um, Sorry, that was like an abrupt end to a question. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I should have added more, but I, yeah, like, I, I guess maybe a better way to, to, to say it is, I mean, like maybe going with a, uh, the previous album where you had uh, a lot more singing. It was a lot more um, introspective talking about personal stuff. Uh, whereas this one is, is a lot more kind of outside yourself. And you mentioned that in the uh, description that, that comes with the album as well. Is that more suited to, to rap than singing? Like just having that amount of things to say? Yeah, I guess you do say a lot more when you're rapping. Cause obviously, cause you say the words quicker. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess that it does convey anger. It's easier to convey anger through rapping for me than singing. Like maybe people who could like scream really good, you know, convey a lot of anger that way, but I can't scream. So yeah. maybe rapping is the best way for me to convey anger. Um, and like also, you know, that sort of anxiety too. Like I, I like how in rap like i can sort of convey almost like my thought process when i'm feeling really anxious you know like that or like the words are just coming you know and they're just like all these maybe stressors or whatever yeah yeah makes sense 
it's over, scared into tomorrow Crowd conservative, didn't earn shit Political views, wants to conserve it Can talk all day about freedom, liberty, justice, unity, reason It's all fake, conform to the norm you're burdened with Most Canadians are just like Americans Step into his land according to a court of fiction Queen's bench, no jurisdiction Change the direction of red, you were gone No law justifies theft, only guns Shoot to kill, who you will No consequence, no moons in jail As long as it's on his property But those laws ain't lost to us, they ain't lost to me Let's talk exploitation Redistribution Exploitation Redistribution Let's talk exploitation Redistribution Exploitation Redistribution Educator College professor just got tenure Confused liberal and true simple View of the world but influential Can talk all day about subalterns Smiling to the homeless so they don't feel other Progressive values all amount to The world's getting better, better always Really just want to fix the system Something like one, two, quick and quicksand It's been good to them, just needs adjustment It touched their heart and they're bleeding from it Lack of substance, can't see oppression Existing in structures, only in gestures And that's how they justify Their ignorance, their whole fucking life Who needs to hear this? Like, who, who is this record for? Because you obviously have a lot of people who listen to you anyway, who have listened to you for a long time, and I would imagine that that many of those people are, if not on board, they already kind of know where you're coming from with a lot of, um, you know, I was going to say politics, but I think that, uh, like, many, many years ago, the first interview I did with the member of Propagandi, which was with Chris Hanna in 2014, he didn't say politics, he described it as values. I think that maybe goes, applies here too, is that, the, the, like... I think a lot of people who know your music maybe share some of the values you have as far as the way you're approaching some of these world issues. Who who is the record for? Like, do you is there a concern that you're preaching to the choir or people who are maybe already on board with sort of those views? Well, um, it's not necessarily in this case bad to like uh, preach to the choir. Like, I think sure. it is kind of right. like I think I think the people need a choir. You know. Um, and what you know, a lot of it comes from that. I wish there was m- more good, like political music in the English language. You know, I find like a lot of it falls short politically, or falls short like aesthetically. You know, and there are some like songs that I just like give me shivers, like, like IRA songs can give me shivers, you know, or like even like a lot of, a lot of rap too, obviously. Um, And I think I wanted to give like people who think similarly, similarly politically, I wanted to give them like an unabashed, like straightforward album that you could get, down with and not have to like make sort of compromises about you know okay because that's that's what i feel like a lot of the political music i get into or people will introduce me to it's like yeah it's good but it's like i feel like it's sort of compromised politically maybe because you know if you're too radical you're not gonna get so far you know but like you know like i think of like someone like billy bragg who i love billy bragg's music and that 
that music gets like gives me shivers sometimes too but then like Billy Brake has some like terrible political views. <laughs> so it's, you know, you know, here's a good example. I went back and listened to the Rage Against the Machine song where he just uh, recites the Allen Ginsberg poem. Yeah, yeah. And I, I remember just like loving that song so much, just thinking it was so fucking cool and like the way like the band would like swell and stuff at these really like, you know, uh, you know these these high parts and like you know zach de la Roca would be like Bray! you know and then i went back and listened to it and it was just like the whole song is just like comparing the soviet union and united states as if they're like equally bad and it's just like fuck that shit so it was such a downer because i hadn't listened to it in so time so long and i was like excited to listen to it again i was like ah that sucks <laughs> well, that's that's kind of a problem with with so much stuff today too. Is is comparing two things where one is arguably like much worse, and then trying to find a way to to both sides of it, right? Like I see that way more now than I ever did before. So obviously, I mean that's obviously been going on for ages, but yeah, it's it's that that would fit today. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, it's a bummer. <laughs> it's a bummer. So uh, I, I guess, like, I mean, as far as far as. Not, 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 not that your album or you or any me or any of us are going to be able to solve any of these problems that you're addressing on this record but I mean like you said you have hope you, you give examples of these other countries where, where things are going right and then we're stuck here kind of in the shadow of this this shitty place that's uh, you know on the decline what, <laughs> what what do you think like what hope do you have for Canada like I, for us where we are now what hope do you have for kind of the future of, of, of people I don't know solving solving a few of the problems we got well, I mean, I think bottom line is you can't have anything good at come out of Canada until there's like land reform, right. like land, land is given back to in, indigenous people. So, and that, that would, that would essentially end Canada. Right. So I think that there's a lot of good reason for like, I think we're sort of in a constitutional crisis. Like, you look at how the UN has, like, denounced the doctrine of discovery and the uh, terra nullis stuff, right? So that stuff has no, like, international legal, uh, like, marriage or whatever. And that's what the whole Canadian constitution is based on, right? So I think that what the future of what might be a good future of Canada would be like a new constitution where, you know, the different nations that exist within what is now Canada came to the table and, and wrote a constitution with everybody equal at the, you know, everybody equal. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's likely to happen, unfortunately, but just the way things are going now, anyway, it seems like completely unlikely, but yeah, yeah I mean, you got to be hopeful, right? <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, yeah, you got to be hopeful. And I think you also have to just like look at things historically. I mean, maybe in our lifetime it won't happen, but I think, I think things will go that way. You know, I think, uh, I think we'll win. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's a good attitude to have for sure. Um, do you think that, uh, like, no, I've known you for a long time. I know you've always had a lot of these, these, these views and opinions and they seem like they've gotten only more, um, vocal. You've been, 
you know, you ran for office in the last election. You've you've been you've been obviously doing a lot of work uh, within the community and activism. And I, there's always this like stupid idea that, that that once we get old, I mean, we're forty. Once you get old, you're gonna like just not care anymore. And and, and that that whole the idea of being an activist is supposed to be like a young person's thing, right? I mean, it's not clearly. But what what do you think is 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 inspiring you to be more kind of um, vocal uh, about a lot of these a lot of these topics that 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 you're concerned about at this age where a lot of people are just settling into like, you know, just going with the flow and maybe voting for someone they probably wouldn't have even thought about voting for 20 years ago or whatever. Like, you know, what, why are you still, why are you fired up now? Yeah, I think, um, I think there's a lot of reasons for it, I think, but I think one of the reasons too, is just like, I guess at some point, because I was always interested in this stuff, but I was, it was always counterbalanced by this stuff that said it was bad, you know, like for, it took me a long time to figure out that people who are respected in our like society, like philosophers and political thinkers, historians, celebrities, whatever, um, you know, they'll seem progressive and they'll seem like left wing, but they'll be like completely anti-socialist or anti-communist, right? And so it's hard to discern that, right? Like you're reading about how great you're reading about all these great things Cuba did, maybe or like when you're younger, you're reading about like, you know, the, the Chinese revolution or the, or the like Russian revolution. And it's inspiring. You're like, yeah, these, these are the good guys. Right. But then you're also reading like in school, like um, George Orwell or some shit, you know? So it takes you like, it took me, I should say um, like a few years to, to, cause I was like maybe balancing these two sides. Cause I was really I, like, I, I studied philosophy, right? Like yeah. you want like, fuck philosophy is so anti-communist, right? Like, so, you know, on the one hand I had like Kant, <laughs> which I was like really into and, and reading really closely. Um, and the other hand, like you have, you know, sort of these like maybe fractured images of what, you know what the world could be like what what who are the enemies of like our our culture and our state or whatever um and so i think i just when i started to actually just study this stuff and i started to see how like people like george orwell are like you know fucking whatever george orwell's like a anti-communist let's just say um then you start to realize how you just been lied to your whole life <laughs> and so it took me i guess it took me like a, longer than it takes some others to realize that and now it's i'm fucking mad and i think like what if you know this stuff you can't just like not do something about it i guess you know well i think i think you're right and i think a lot of people don't though a lot of people will just say yeah i know this stuff but it's not my problem right and and uh, that's kind of what you said at the beginning of this this conversation too I think they just but, pass it off. But I mean, I don't want to like, I don't want to universalize, but I think if I'm speaking for myself, I think there was a point where it was just like, yes, I believed in it, but I didn't believe in the actuality of it. And I think that because in the back of your mind, there's always this idea, oh, like, um, the, you know, it's like you get these, you get these stories that, oh, the, like, the Russian revolution was a good idea, but it went bad and it turned out bad. Or like, you know, uh, 
China's not communist anymore. It's it's exploiting people or like Cuba, you know, um, the people are revolting against the government or whatever. And you hear all these you hear all these things and um and so you always have that in the back of your mind, right? You don't want to commit too much. It's kind of unpopular to commit too much too, right, in this society. So to anything really. Sure, yeah. Um, and so I think that it takes sort of study and tr- and training and like and like action to actually like actually realize and believe in the actuality of these things, which I think is the harder part. Rather than just the idea of like, oh, it's 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 conceptually good, but it's yeah, not, not, not something that's ever gonna be realized. Is it wrong to be hopeful for it? A bomb in the Oval Office, global warming. You know what the science is. Resource wars. You can't drink water without buying it. Forest fires inflame the township. Celebrities are telling us to shower less. Faceless cowards finance capitalists. It doesn't matter much what Biden actually does. And wait to push the freelance prime minister. At least all the coochies behind have been failures. The asshole battalion and truth looking frank though. Pushing together Putin and Lukashenko. If I hear one more fucking thing about Jin Jang, sounding like out the mouth of a Washington think tank on the brink of a panic cake. Making more money than they've ever made yet While tornadoes made their way down the avenue They said keep working, making that surplus value Trapped in the collapse, 38 dead Wow, the factory smashed, how am I gonna pay rent now? At the mercy of landlords, managers, and markets The anarchy of class war, the bad guys are marching Privatizing that which was common once upon a time The laws of competition say the winner will monopolize And that's for commodities, that's for violence Rest assured, they'll get what they burned with their vileness Witness the dissipation of their fledgling hegemony Make sure they pay for what they did to what the Benjamin China is a significant challenge democracies like Canada, we need to make sure that we are challenging and testing China on its Will you take other actions against China? Because clearly they don't care. Because it, it is, it's hard to know what's really going on, like in a place like Cuba, for example. You can't just Google. Sure, yeah, no. Things about Cuba, you know, and then. And so you hear about bad things and you're from a distance and you're getting most of your stuff through Canadian like state media or, or like capitalist media. But so it takes like you have to like hear those bad things and then study why are they happening, study historically, try to have some sort of understanding of economics, you know, try to understand the theory that they're putting into practice, um, have trust that they're doing it um, like genuinely because there's also that like trope from the capitalist world that they're actually just like secret evil people who just want to control people's minds right so when once you believe that they're actually trying something different they're actually trying to like organize a society based on something other than profit and they're doing it yeah genuinely then uh, you can start to see you can start to look at like okay why is this like why did they have to do this seemingly repressive thing Oh, and you understand they had to do it because they're, you know, under constant threat of imperialism or whatever. I mean, you know, 
I'm just trying to be quick because I see the time is running down now. <laughs> well, no, I, I think what you're talking about too is is that a lot of people don't have um, any, especially now, which is, it seems ridiculous because you have so much access to information, but people have very poor media literacy in general. And they, like in terms of just even doing the most basic amount of, of looking into what you're reading and the source of what you're reading and, and who they're talking to. And that's just like, uh, despite having computers at our fingertips that can look up literally anything, I think most people, uh, whatever they're reading, whether it's, you know, whatever uh, political angle someone's taking or who they're, who's being quoted, they, they just accept everything on face value that they read online. And it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I think it's like one thing you said that you can literally look up anything, but I don't think that's true. You know, like you can look like, up a lot of things. You can look up a lot of things, but if you really want to get to like the truth about certain topics, like what's going, like, you know, what's actually going on in China or, you know, what actually happened in, I don't know, the Korean war or something like some of these things you can sort of Google and maybe one out of 10, you'll get sort of a, like a, a sympathetic take on it. Um, but for the most part, like it's really hard to find um, good information, you know, and sometimes even like stuff that appears progressive is like will slip some, slip some things in there. CIA man, they're everywhere. <laughs> All right, so um, this could go on for a while, but we, like you said, uh, you know, I'm cheap and pay for, and I don't have the the fancy zoom. So, um, what's the best way to find this record right now? I, I know right now it's just a digital release. You're hoping to put out uh, physicals at some point in the future. Um, where do people find it now? Robcrooks.bandcamp.com. Is there and, anywhere else, uh, or is that the main, the only uh, place at the moment? That's the only place it is. It will be up on streaming when I uh, decide to do that i'm not in a huge hurry but it'll be up there you know relatively soon and then sometime after that i'll probably have physicals cool and then what's the best way to find out about what you're doing uh, as far as future releases future shows uh anything else probably at the moment instagram at rob crooks facebook microsoft that we just don't have really any further choice but to uh, uh, issue further uh, restrictions. Uh, we need to reinforce that message for NATO is to stay home, to not have contacts outside of the household. Jumping out the window or off of the cliff In the middle of a cityscape Close and so far away Look but we are afraid Desperate not to show face Living in the flesh of the world in twirl At the same time you're feeling you are felt same time you see, you'll see, you speak your word. 